Welcome to the Start Me Up podcast, part of the Demcast Network. I'm Kimberly Johnson, quarantined in D.C. My returning guest today is actor and all-around badass Kirk Acevedo, otherwise known as Kid Vicious. Before I get into my show, I want to address something. Now, first of all, this is my intro, and I usually keep my intros around three minutes. Today, it's going to be slightly longer because I'm venting just a little bit, and I'm also providing some information. So the deal is, like I said, I usually try to keep these around three minutes and then we go into the interview. But if, if you want to skip over the intro, because I always say the same thing, I describe the format of my show, I talk about the tiers and how you can support and subscribe and the guests that I have on. All you have to do is just go to where the play button is on Patreon and right next to it on either side. There's little arrows going one way and going the other way, and it says 15. That means it's 15. You can either push it 15 minutes ahead, or you can go back 15. I'm sorry, not 15 minutes, 15 seconds. So you can hit, like, say, the arrow to the right of the play button is going to take you ahead 15 seconds. To the left, it's going to take you back. So if you don't want to listen to this intro, you can just quickly, quickly hit those 15 second arrow buttons until you get to where you can hear we're talking about, you know, I'm I'm interviewing my, my, my guest or having my conversation. The reason I bring this up and it doesn't happen all the time, but it happens sometimes. And it happened the other day on Monday, I did a show with Glenn Kirshner. I posted it and somebody said, I tried to get through the intro, but it was just so long. And I finally just cut out. And it was like, what do you think? Do you, do you fucking, do you send emails to ABC because they have commercials and you don't like them and you stop watching the show? Look, I get it. You don't want to listen to me saying the same thing over and over and over again. Uh, or even if you've never heard the show, if you're not interested in becoming a subscriber or a patron, then okay, fine. You don't necessarily want to listen to the intro. So skip ahead. Just skip ahead. And if you're in the car and you can't skip ahead, oh my God, three fucking minutes of your life is too much to ask. I know I'm being really vulgar, but it's just kind of irritated me because I'm an independent podcaster. And of course, like everybody else, I'm just trying to earn my living. So I'm not sorry about having an intro, but here's what I do have to say. I get it. I'm going to get into my spiel in a second that you can fast forward through, but I think what I'm going to do I'm going I'm to go through my spiel and I'm going to say it like I always do. But just to give you a heads up to my listeners and to maybe some new people who might be listening, uh, I am going to be advertising soon. I don't have advertisers right now. So that's going to happen. I have not yet signed a contract. It's not in play right now. But I think what I'm going to do, and I'm not sure if I'm going to do this sooner than I, you know, I, I, anyway, I'm going to do a, a patron-only show where there's no advertisements and there's no intro. It'll just start with me going, hey, Kirk Acevedo or whoever I'm talking to. That's going to be available at some point in the near future for people who do not want to listen. But yes, it's going to cost you. It's just like when you pay for HBO so you don't have to have or like you buy something or you rent something so you don't have to sit through commercials. It's the same deal. Uh, I don't work for free. Do you? I don't think so. Okay, so we're going to go into it. Now, the Start Me Up podcast is an independent podcast supported by listeners. It's woman-run. I don't have corporate backers. And as I said, I, right now I don't have ad- advertisers, but that's about to change. So if you enjoy today's show, please take a look at the About page. Just go to patreon.com slash startmeup. You can check out my past guests. You can see most of the time I focus on politics. Sometimes I interview actors and I just focus on their craft. But today I talked to actor Kirk Acevedo, and most of the time we talked about politics. Toward the end we did talk about 
some stuff going on in his career. But if you like the show, I ask that you please consider becoming a patron. You can start off for, say, like two bucks. If you decide when to upgrade later, that would be awesome. But here's how it works. I do two free shows, Mondays and Wednesdays. And after every free show, I do Kimberly's After Party, which is just me talking about whatever I feel like talking about. Today, I talked about some really personal stuff stuff going on with my own life, but I talk about sometimes pop politics, whatever, whatever I feel like talking about 15 to 30 minutes. Then I do two patrons only shows per month. Not sure if we're, I do this with Steph Walton. Not sure if we're going to keep those because she's going to have to get a job at some point. So we'll see. I'll keep you posted on that. But I think, like I said, what I'm going to be doing is offering a show that's commercial free and intro free. And that way you have an opportunity to just listen to the show completely uninterrupted. So the way it works is if you spend $4 or less per month, you get both free shows. You get access to both free shows and you get one patrons only show. If you sign up for $5 or more, you get access to everything and everything is delivered to your email box. All of it. So you get the two free shows, the two Kimberly after party shows, and the two patrons only shows. Now, I'm not sure exactly what tier is going to be the one that's no intro and no ad. So this intro is longer than most intros for the reason that person complained. So if, you, if you're pissed, you can, you can be pissed at him like I was. <laughs> but like I said, there's little arrow buttons and you can just go fast forward and there you are. You're fast forward. So just visit patreon.com slash start me up. And you can also make a one-time donation by checking out the text in my Patreon description. I always include my email address and you can use that with PayPal. And you can also find Start Me Up on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever podcasts are found. Just please stop by the iTunes Apple Podcast Store. Become a subscriber. It's free while you're there. Please give me a rating and a review. I would love it. I would really appreciate it. And I depend on them. So thanks for listening to me. Thanks for listening to me vent. (laughs) Please enjoy my conversation, which was awesome, with Kirk Acevedo. Welcome back to the show, Kirk. Thank you, Kimberly. Thank you for having me. <laughs> and I'm just, I'm glad that you're here. I love you and I love your wife and I love your family and all your kitties. And before we get into all the stuff we're going to talk about, I do want to talk about the last time Kirsten was on the show. I believe yeah. you sent her a text with a picture of your kitten. And I think she, like, you wanted to get it. And she said yes. So that happened on my show. And I'm so excited. Oh. Oh, that's it. Okay. And here's so like, you I have you to blame. Okay. <laughs> well, and there was drama because you, you brought the boy kitten home and you have Ripley, yes. who's just so gorgeous and gorgeous and lovely. I love her. And you brought the boy home. And of course, first there was drama with, you know, the cat politics, because there's always drama yes. with cat politics. And then he had an upper respiratory, which actually happened to me. I had the same problem, uh, wow. although mine was worse because it was misdiagnosed. But, uh, Turns out everything's fine. Everybody loves each other and they're getting along. And you guys have finally decided on the name Anderson Kitten Cooper. Oh, my God. (laughs) Okay, that was not my first choice. What was your first choice? Okay, so originally it was someone mentioned, uh, you know, because of the blue eyes. Yeah. Bowie. Yes. But he has, he's polydactyl. Right. So he has like. On his front paws, he has seven toes yeah. and six toes on his back, Aww. on his back paws. <laughs> so he walks kind of like a Clydesdale horse. <laughs> so I was thinking of like, because his paws are so big, like Rocky. Because it just seems like he's a boy 
Rocky. And then my daughter started calling him Booby. And Bo- I'm like, Booby? It should be Booby. It should be Booby. <laughs> it should be Booby. I'm like, Anderson, Kitten, Cooper. We, we don't even call the cat anything. We're like, hey, kitty. <laughs> okay. And so, well, I liked Bowie. I was a fan of Bowie, but you know Bowie, what? I don't Bowie's care. Cute. Yeah. He, he's he's such an adorable cat, and I love those. It just really does because we don't have any animals right now, and it warms my heart every time I see. Because there's also Tara Dublin, and she's got two cats and two oh, kittens, she does. Okay. and so I like to you know live vicariously through you guys. And I don't know when we're gonna get because my kitty Miranda passed away last June, and oh. it it was very sweet because you know I moved in with Bob. Seska, who yes. uh, like in 2016. And so at that point, I believe, I, I don't know how old she was, 12 or something like that, 11 or 12. And, yeah. you know, it took a little while, but then they formed this really strong bond. And it was so adorable because we had this routine every single morning where when I would wake up, she would come up on my chest. I always ca- I yeah. always laughed and said she was in the middle of my boob canal, but she would like <laughs> be in my chest. And then she would like look at Bob and put her finger on his shoulder and then he would pet her a very specific way that she loved. And they had such a cute, special, unique relationship after you know she was already an adult cat so anyway she passed away and and so we've just decided that because of covid and a number of other things like i feel like i want to go to new york we've been living in uh on the east coast now for several years and i want to go to new york but we had a cat and it was hard and she had issues so anyway when covid is over i want to have a little time so we can take some vacations and not have to worry about you know cats and stuff like that so so i live vicariously through your animals (laughs) no that you know that's actually smart because the most difficult thing to do when we had three dogs yeah one passed away yeah uh it was going on vacations or going away right it was just like we'd have to have somebody in the house Uh and you know i'm like a private person i didn't like anyone right yeah but uh because you know when you, when you have somebody in your house, they're looking through your shit. Exactly. It, they're just, it's, listen, it's like, you, it's like you spilling the tea to someone and you going, don't tell anyone. Right. They're going to tell Of people. course they will. So it's the same thing with them being in your house. You know you're not supposed to look around. But, but we all look. do. Yeah. We all do. It's so true. And I, I have the same issue. And it sucks because my mom has two cats. And so, I'm, yeah. you know, what I want to do, too, is like I want to get the because we're going to get two girls. I want to get the kittens acclimated <laughs> with her cats, like bring them over to her house. So they have a little bit of history. And if like she can leave her cats with me if she wants to or I can leave mine with her. So it's like there's all and I don't want to do it during covid. You know, so yeah. it's, I just want to get. You're, the- you're demanding a lot. You're like, <laughs> I'm gonna bring the cats over there. Like those cats are older. Whatever two cats you're gonna. Not only you're not bringing one cat. No, you're I'm bringing. bringing but cats. if they're if they're babies, though, the thing is, is that older cats have a better tolerance with kittens than they do with already grown cats. So if I, very true. They're very gonna true. be pissed off, and I know it. But if they like, if they just get a little bit acclimated, where they smell each other and they're a little bit familiar, yeah. and I just take them over for visit for several hours at a time and then bring them home I think yeah. you know there's an opportunity because the thing about Miranda was she peed when she was 
stressed out. And so I couldn't oh. take a trip because I couldn't bring her to my mom's house. And she knew those cats and lived with those cats for a while. Oh, wow. But then yeah. after being apart, she, she was an, a neurotic. Her, her, uh, her, I guess you could call her breed. It was a tortoise shell, they call them. And oh, okay. I learned that they are very neurotic cats. And she, she was very sweet and, and a well, cool. What would you get now? If you had if you had a choice, you have to have like a top three. Well, you know, I mean, my, I do love Siamese cats. I had a Siamese cat before, but super smart. And, and my favorite is well, one of my favorites too are gray cats. I love gray cats. Oh, okay, um, Very just nice. love them. And then and then outside of that, I mean, I do like either like all black or all white. But yeah. I feel like what I want to do is I'm going to go through Pet Finder, and I think that. Yeah. You know, they have, there are a lot of cats in foster care. And I, and yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't know. It just really depends. I think what's going to happen is when we eventually start searching, we're, we're just going to go with our gut. I'd like to get litter mates if possible. And, yeah. uh, you know, and we're just going to go with our gut and, and whether they're living, you know, in foster care, which would be good because then they are already a little bit like litter box trained and they're, they're, sure. they're comfortable with people and all that. But if, but if it so happens to just be a cat in a, in a cage, you know, I mean, I, I don't want to. I, I want to kind of get a cat that's living in a cage too, because I feel like how awful for them. So, yeah. um, you know, we'll see, we'll see where it goes, but I think, but it's like when I see, Oh my God, you don't even, I'm not even kidding. I love that Kirsten is constantly posting pictures of your cats because it makes me so happy. <laughs> it's, it just makes me. And then also I like how she outs you, uh, for being such a sweet softy because when, when your kitty Ripley was experiencing the upper respiratory, I, oh, I was devastated. Yeah. I mean, it really was devastating. I know. It's really upsetting and that you slept next to her so you could hear her breathing. Oh, That's I so mean, sweet of you. I, <laughs> I, I, I felt her. Yeah. And I was like, wow, she seems hot. Now, mm. how many times have you felt an animal? Right. And I said, you no, know, you, you're just unaware of, yeah. you know, it could be from the sun right. or their fur or whatever. And I was like, this cat's hot, man. Aww. It's like her temperament's different. Yeah. Took her in. She had a fever. Yeah. I, who would have guessed? I right. mean, it could have been a lucky guess or whatever, but it's probably the closest I've ever been to an animal is yeah. with Ricky. Oh, really? That's what she's, oh, yeah. she's oh, yeah. devastatingly beautiful too. What a gorgeous cat she is. Oh my God. Oh, I love her. I love her. <laughs> uh, well, one day I hope to meet her. One day, we, one day maybe we can like get out to California. I mean, I lived there for so long. And it's just, yeah. it's weird because I do, I, like, this is my favorite year, time of year on the East Coast. I like wintertime because of California. You know, I mean, yes. I was born here, and then I moved to California in 77 when I was nine. So I lived there all the way up until 2018, with a few exceptions. I lived in Russia a little bit. I lived in Maryland for, like, oh, six wow. months. Very cool. But, yeah, but then, you know, coming back here, I hate, hate the summer because the humidity bites. I freaking oh, hate source. it. Um, tempers. Oh. New York City tempers. Yeah. It's like 100 degrees. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I hate it. So, oh, yeah. Wait, I wanted to ask you. I know you're not supposed to be using profanity because every time you do, you're going to be paying your daughter. Oh, did, I, did I curse? No, right? no, no. But I just want to... I don't know if you did, but I just want to let you know I probably will. So <laughs> be ready. I don't know if you can, if you're allowed. I mean, I'm, I'm already in three days. It's been $15. That's where I'm at. And how much are you giving her per swear word? A, a, a dollar. Wow. You were like $5. I was like $5. I was like $1. I, the first day was 13 curses. The first day. Yesterday I did two, which was actually like, I was like, 
I told my daughter, I was like, if I average 13 a day, that's like over 350 bucks. You're gonna <laughs> no, no kidding. That's so funny. Okay. Let's just get right into it though. Okay. Sure. Yay. Yeah. We have Biden and, and Kamala <laughs> and it's amazing. And I just want to know like, okay, we watched the inaugural. Did you watch the inaugural celebration last night? I did not because I was like watching from like our time, like 7 a.m. Oh, right. Like, yeah. I, I watched like seven hours. I, I, you know what? I actually really didn't need to watch the celebration. Right. I was like, I, I mean, I watched the inauguration and like three hours after it, but then I was done. <laughs> well, and it, I will say the best part to me about the celebration is that it was Bush W. I'm sorry, yeah, yeah. W. Bush, um, and then Clinton and Obama. And I, I didn't see all of it. I, I kind of, you know, I was on the computer and I had headphones on and I looked up at the TV and I saw they were all on. I was like, oh, my God. So I took off my headphones and I started uh, listening to them. And it was really amazing. And I thought, I remember feeling like I wanted them to come together while Trump was president. But yeah. the fact that they did it after and their their overriding message is like we, you know, we're very fortunate to live in this amazing country where we have these elections and we have smooth transitions of power, blah, blah, blah. And so yeah. I felt like it was actually probably better that they did wait to do this now. And this is just going to have to be this ongoing message. We're going to have to see this from our leaders because it's, uh, you know, we're, we're in a position right now where in 2022 we could go back. We're not going to go back to Trump. But we still got to deal with freaking Ted Cruz. Uh, oh, we we could go back to at least one of the Trumps. Yeah, that's in 20, true. Twenty twenty four. That's true. That's true. And you know what? Supposedly, stupid Ivanka wants to. She wants to go up against Marco Rubio. I don't yeah. know if she could do it because he's probably got a strong grip on the uh, on the Cuban. He's Cuban, isn't he Cuban? Uh, yeah, I think he's Cuban. I think he's yeah, Cuban. In Florida, big Latin community. Right. But the only problem is there's a lot of MAGA out there. Yes. And also, listen, I tweeted about this, I think, a year ago, and everyone was like rolling their eyes. <sighs> somebody, somebody, one of our friends, our resistors were like, no way, Ivanka. I go, guys, <laughs> she has more of a chance of becoming president in 2024. Yeah than Trump did in 2016. You're absolutely right. And she's way more appealing. Mm -hmm. There's so many reasons why she could be elected. Mm -hmm. Also, their base is way stronger. Yeah. Now, shows by their 7 million or how many, right. 8 million more votes they got, which is phenomenal. And this is the thing that, I, man, some of our resistors, not, not our personal group of people, mm -hmm. but... Democrats in general, some of them, I'm going to curse, some of them fucking piss me off. Because, listen, mm -hmm. me too. We're, we're a team. Yeah. We're in this together. So, the same way we hold accountable Republicans mm -hmm. and MAGA, we should hold ourselves to that same fucking standard. Yeah. So, if I tweet something in opposition of someone that said some stupid shit. That's just hip hypocritical. Yeah. They then attack me like I'm so mad. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm like, I'm like, like, what's his name? What's his face that said about uh, we should uh, vet all of the um, all the troops that are watching the inauguration day? Mm -hmm. Because 90 percent of them 
are MAGA. Uh-huh. Who said that? The congressman. Oh, I don't remember. I don't remember. You know what I'm talking about. But he was like 90% yeah. of those uh, of those soldiers of the 25,000 are Trump supporters. So we said, I go, what kind of fucking math is that? <laughs> <laughs> the stupidest math I ever heard. He just thought of that number. He just came up with right, it. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's dumb. So, but like the same way, it's fear-mongering. That's, that's <laughs> yes. the issue with it. Yeah. Is that it was fear-mongering. And the, and, and the thing is, you're creating more hysteria, dude. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. won. Mm-hmm. The inauguration's going on. Yeah. Now you have to kind of put a filter, not a filter, but you kind of have to like take a step back you can't keep on putting kerosene on the flame. Yeah. We got to find a different tactic. Now. <laughs> but I don't know how I got to ragging on Democrats. Something you said, but. Well, but you know, the, there's all, there's the other brand of resistor that's always assuming the worst. Oh, that's never going to happen. Oh, yes, that state's yes. a lost cause. You know, it's like somebody said today, Mississippi was a lost cause. And I was like, I bet Stacey Abrams would disagree with you. Part of the reason, I mean, of course it's a deep red state. Of course you're dealing with tons of conservatives and Trump type supporters, but, but you're also dealing with gerrymandering. I (coughs) remember, I remember what they were saying in Texas in 2018 after Texas, uh, after the midterms and they had a record turnout, even though Republicans won, there was a record turnout for Democrats and a lot of democratic voters were saying, you know what? We didn't even bother to vote before because we just saw Texas as red. And in so many instances, when you have these really red states, I mean, of course, there's a lot of conservatives there. But there's all these Democrats that just feel like, well, I'm not going to bother. And and because there's so much gerrymandering and stuff, it's like, I think we have to really, you know, it's like what drives me nuts is seeing these people saying, oh, it doesn't matter anyway. They're never going to go to jail. They're never going to be held accountable. We're never going to do this. We've never done it before. And it's like. Stop with that, because I, I, I feel so strongly that if there is a public expectation, period, there is more likely to be movement than if we're all just going, oh, it's not going to work. It d- yeah. There's no guarantee that anything's going to work. But if we have, it's like if we pressure, if we if there's a pressure from public expectation, it's just more likely to happen. And you're, you're actually kind of kind of referring to texas because a lot of people are saying the same thing about texas yeah like why are we wasting our money in texas i'm like if i'm not mistaken i think by like a million and a half votes maybe we lost texas by yeah but i mean that is uber close it is that that is i mean the fact that you're making inroads and that possibly we're talking about texas is in play Mm -hmm. that's how close we are yeah, flipping those states. So you have to make a concerted effort into trying to, you know. Yeah, absolutely. In, in, invest you have to. You can't just give up. I mean, look at hap- look what happened with Arizona, and I mean, I know that it was you know McCain's state, and yeah. that you know tr- the, there were a lot of Republicans who voted for Biden, um, yeah. you know, just because they they probably voted down ticket all the you know for red people, yeah. but. Yeah. It's not that they turned into Democrats. The same thing, though, with yeah. Georgia. Look what happened. Georgia's a perfect example of what yeah. we're talking about. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, we just need a lot of Stacey Abrams out there. We, 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 she, set, she got a template for us. Now, Democrats yeah. have to be smart. We have to be really strong on our messaging. And, and the, yeah. the thing that I'm most concerned about, because it's like, okay, Trump is gone. His Twitter is gone. So he doesn't have a way right now to 
stir up the shit like he would have been able to do. <laughs> you know, it's driving him. It's yeah, listen, I, know. I know it's me. He is going insane. I know, I know, I know. Oh my god, Bob and I were talking about this morning. I'm like, like, can you just imagine what must be going on in his mind right now? Like he's he's aside. He, he, he's a narcissist. Yes, he loves attention. He is not getting his drug right now. <laughs> he's getting zero fix at all. And think about it. Like he had that little uh, kumbaya at the Air Force Base mm-hmm. at Andrews with like fifty people there. You know he wanted like ten thousand. Yeah, but he couldn't galvanize it because he can't use the White House Twitter account for that. And, yeah, you know so. That's just, it, what an incredible four years this has been. And, you know, I hate Trump and I hate what he's done to this country. And if I yeah. could reverse it, of course, Hillary would be president and none of this would have happened. But, you know, let's, yeah. let's take a look at some of the silver linings. First of all, one of the things that he did for us was he, he really <clears throat> exposed the weaknesses that, you know, we depended on tradition. And, yeah. you know, and, and also he's... I think the number, I think it's the, like, he only lost the electoral vote by 42, <laughs> I think 42,000 voters. Well, so, the I mean, same thing that happened with him and Hillary. I think yeah. it was like, well, like 70 something thousand, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, it was, it wasn't very many people. And so. Same, same, same outcome just flipped. Right. Same, same scenario. Yeah. yeah. Just flipped. Yeah. And, and it's like, so he, he definitely. Uh, exposed some of those weaknesses and, and hopefully, I mean, boy, Biden seems to be just like getting to shit immediately. I mean, he can't do everything today, but there's so much that he's already done. But yeah. I think that one of the things that he also did too was he did make, uh, he woke us up. I think he like woke up a lot of voters. And one of the things I wanted to ask you is that, first of all, how old is your daughter Scarlett? 16? Uh, she just turned 16, yeah. So what would you say, I mean, because she's a future voter, yeah. As far as the Trump years are concerned, how would you say this impacted her? And, 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 and do you believe that it has motivated her to be a voter if she wasn't well, before? I mean, she, she's not. You know, bef- even before Trump, she's, she's like a little feminist. So <laughs> she's like pro-woman all the way. I yeah. mean, she's even correcting me, rolling her eyes at me when I say like, you know, non-PC stuff in right. my own home, which I wish I should be able to, right? And uh, so, you know, she picked up on the, you know, the hypocrisy and the yeah. Trump's... Uh, you know, misogyny and all that stuff real quick. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you know, just in general, I think kids just have to pay attention to, you know, politics. Mm -hmm. You have to have an interest in it, to be honest with you. Like, listen, I I was a late voter too. Yeah. I always, I loved politics, but I was like, there, there wasn't anyone that galvanized me Mm -hmm. in my, in my like twenties. So, you know. Yeah. I mean, I think, I know I voted for Clinton. He was the first vote. Yeah. Um, I was not political, although at the time my girlfriend was all into him. She was telling me all about him. And the funny thing was that my father worked for ABC news. And so he was, he yeah. was actually on Clinton's campaign. So he flew into, oh, wow. he flew into LA and we were going to go meet my dad in Santa Monica for dinner. And we're walking yeah. up to the restaurant and there's Bill Clinton. And she's like, Oh my God, it's Bill Clinton. So, you know, he, he was alone. And we walked up to him, and uh, he shook our hands, and of course he asked for our vote, very candidate-like. But yeah. you know, and, and I mean, she was dying because she was already like full, fully on board with him. 
And I was yeah. just like, whatever. But I voted for him because I, you know, she was pushing me, and she and my mother has always been political and has always voted. So yeah. I did vote, but I didn't always pay attention. Most of the time, I'd ask my and I would just vote for Democrats, and I'd ask my mom, "Who are you voting yeah. for?" And so I was just kind of going on what she thought. I mean, in, in presidential cases, I would pay a little bit of attention to who sure. the president was, but. Um, but yeah, I mean, I didn't have, and I'm thinking though that kids today have different experiences than you and I because you know we grew up in a completely different. We, we didn't have to worry about school shootings. This yeah. is just not even on our radar. Well, so they have a lot of things to distract them. We didn't yeah. have things to distract us. Yeah, they have social media, mm-hmm. they have video games. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so much technology that's a distraction. TikTok, yeah. like all the all these social. Uh, you know, mediums are just, they're just super distracting. It's almost like, you know, their version of uh, MTV videos for us back mm-hmm. in the day. It was like yeah. just eye candy, right? Just useless eye candy. Yeah. <laughs> wow. But but they've used it to create careers. This, this yeah. is what's phenomenal, how it's social media has changed the game. It, Donald Trump proved that. Mm-hmm. Proved that. Mm-hmm. He ran a campaign. He ran an election. He almost won an election solely off of Twitter. Yeah. That, so when you ask me why I didn't want to watch the uh, festivities of the, you know, the mm-hmm. after. Because you know why? Hmm. Because there's about 200 of us on Twitter <laughs> that should have been invited there. I'm yeah, really? Serious. <laughs> the, the, because let me tell you something. That election mm-hmm. was won and lost. On social media, yeah. Make no mistake, because it wasn't on Fox News, it was not on CNN, because those mediums were like the. It's almost like the battlefield, Bunker Hill, so to speak, mm-hmm. right? Was on Twitter, yeah. Was on Facebook, so you know a lot of the work done, getting galvanizing support and finances was kind of Twitter and mm-hmm. Facebook. Yeah, definitely has a huge part to play. And I mean, I think, too, that that can help, like, bring younger people in because they're already on it. I mean, they're not necessarily on political Twitter, but But they're 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 not on Twitter. This is the thing. I keep asking my daughter. I was like, you don't think about getting a Twitter account? Like, just out of curiosity. Yeah. And she's like. Nah, that's for old people. They're not on Twitter. <laughs> like from from eighteen and under, they're not on Twitter. And so where is she on TikTok? They're doing like TikTok. I mean, TikTok is massive. I mean, yeah. it's just you know, and, and it, they have some great content on there too, mm-hmm. political content, mm-hmm. content and stuff like that. So you know, that might be mm-hmm. in twenty fourteen. That might be one of the battlefields. Twenty twenty four. Yeah. Yeah. Cyber battlefield. Wow. Interesting. Well, you know, I mean, they did a great job of thwarting that. Uh, God, what was it? It was that one rally where stupid Brad Parscal oh, was saying we yes. have like all these people. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and they and they and they uh, they uh, they bought t- not b- didn't buy tickets. But right. They, they reserved, they reserved them. Yeah. tickets. <laughs> and that that was the young people. And that's yeah. you know, I mean, that does give me hope. And it's like I'm hoping that Donald Trump was so terrible because I I always said this and I always maintained that. When I, you know, when I was younger, I'd say, you know, a voting age for the first four or five years when I wasn't voting. If I if Trump was president then, if I was 18 during his presidency, I think I would have become a lifetime voter because of that experience. And I'm just because of him. Yeah. And I'm just wondering. He's galvanized 
people yeah. vote on both sides. He has. That's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> you know, on, on both sides. Yeah, so. that's what that's what makes it hard. But you know, you, before he even came along, you you had younger people who were like starting to recognize the importance of voting is because of these school yeah. shootings, and that's one thing that really I don't remember when David. David Hogg like rose to fame. What I don't even God I see so many things have gone. Isn't, he, isn't he the the high school kid, the young kid? Yes, and I just don't yeah, remember from, the name of his school. school. Yes, from uh, yeah. I don't remember which school it was, so I don't remember uh, the year. It's so sad because there's so there's many. so many and they're it's running just, together. It was not Parkland. No, no, no. I have to look it up. I'll have to look it up. But you have to look it up. I don't. But I don't see, know. and I don't know if he. I'm have to check if he came along during the Trump administration. But still, I think either way, um, let's see. Yes, he came, he came along. Stoneman Douglas, that's what it was, 2018. Yeah, yeah. I think during, in tw- what year? What year 2018, 2018, yeah, it was Stoneman yeah, was Douglas gonna... High School. Yes. So, yeah, he is somebody who came up in the Trump era. And he's, yeah. you know, come far. Same same with Greta, I'm going to say her name, Thunberg. Greta I don't Th- know how to say Th- Thunberg, Thunberg yes. Thunberg, I don't know, but, I mean, she's amazing. And so, you know, you have these young people and they're setting examples to other young people. And yeah. I, you know, I'm sure that, it, again, going back to when I was younger and not really paying attention, they would have, yeah. they would have taken my attention. I would have been interested. Mm. So, I mean, I was always a feminist too, but I wasn't political, yeah. you know? See, this is why I worry about, and I really do worry about uh, Ivanka. I, 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 yeah. I, I, for me, the both brothers are boobs. They're boobs. Yeah. Everyone on both sides know their boobs. I don't think they'll ever make a run for uh, presidency. Besides the fact, I think they'll they'll be a state charges on on, on both of them. But anyway, uh, but Ivanka, she's she's smart. And I mean, listen, she was laying in the cut, and she's smart enough to know to to change her father's flaws. Mm-hmm. Her father's yeah. flaw was his ego. Right. He refused to hire the right people for the job because. He wanted to be the smartest guy in the room. Mm-hmm. He wanted the people that he could control. He felt obviously intimidated by people that are way smarter than him, yeah. which is pretty much everyone in Washington. <laughs> but, anyway, but my point is, he picked boobs, like the Pascal yeah. guy to run his campaign. He right. picked people that were just boobs. Yeah. That you're like, they would never get like a position on like, uh, you know, a community high school, mm-hmm. you know, uh, whatever. But I think she's smart enough. Yeah. And and this is the thing. People are going to say, oh, she's stupid. Blah, blah, no, she, she's not then stupid. You're doing, she's not. You're doing the same mistake how Donald mm-hmm. Trump get ele- got elected. You're underestimating her. And I think she will just, you know, uh, fix the mistakes that her, her dad did. Because that's what we have to worry about mm-hmm. is them coming back smarter. Yes, absolutely. And whether or not it's Ivanka, because Ivanka might face some there. There's a couple, uh, you know, where where she was paid to be a consultant or something like that when she wasn't. And, you know, stuff like that could get her in trouble. I don't know how much of that is criminal and how much of that is a civil case where maybe the Chinese patents and all. that. Yeah, all that stuff. So she's going to have some legal troubles, but I don't know if that's going to mean incarceration. Maybe for her, it's just going to mean. You know, she's she has no more money. And I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but they've got a lot of money. So it, yeah. and, and then, you know, for all we know, Trump could have secretly uh, pardoned her, which I didn't know was a thing until Lawrence O'Donnell yeah. talked about it, 
which you don't find if somebody is secretly pardoned. You, you don't find out until they're charged. Right? Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, we'll see what happens there. But what, like I said, whether it's Ivanka or someone else, uh, yeah. because there's there's somebody just as dangerous as Ivanka. Yeah. You know, just as nice looking, just yeah. as well spoken and not stoop, not so narcissistic that they're going to, you know, stomp yeah. all around like Trump did and put everything out there. Well, you brought up something interesting about uh, Rubio and being Latino. The, the big the biggest secret sauce for 2016 is the Latin vote. Mm -hmm. Make no mistake from here on out, Kim. The Latin vote should be the most sought after mm -hmm. vote. Yes, I and agree. Let me tell you, the Biden administration, and, and I'm sure you read my tweets. I was bitching about the way. Listen, they treated all Latinos like they were a monolith. Yes. So you had to break down Latin votes how you do white votes. Mm -hmm. Educated, non-educated, yeah. religious, non-religious. Mm -hmm. uh, ages right uh, and this is the thing and the thing is this is that trump is so bombastic and so so much machismo the, the biggest problem with our latin communities with men is that it, they're so machismo yeah so i could i understood yeah why latin men voted like i think by over 60 percent mm -hmm. for donald trump because that's how they're raised yeah and you had to find something in the Latin community for, for Democrats to combat that with. When mm -hmm. Trump brought out uh, Jorge Masvidal, who's a UFC fighter, I said, my God, that's fucking brilliant. Yeah, It's fucking brilliant because he's every man. Mm -hmm. What he is, he rose from nothing, became like sort of like the people's champ in, mm -hmm. in the sense that the people love to see him fight. He's not literally the champ. This is a, a terminology. Right. And spoke to the people in Spanish in Florida and we needed someone like that. So the yeah. thing is when you bring out people like JLo and you bring out people like uh, Alex Rodriguez, they're not relatable. Yeah, that's true. They're, they're, they're multi hundred millionaires. Yeah. They're not relatable. And also A-Rod is not likable. <laughs> I'll say it. He's not likable. His past with, you know, which we won't get into <laughs> Just not likable. Yeah. Men don't like, listen, I'm a macho guy. <laughs> I'm like, ah, ah. You know what I mean? You needed, you needed yeah. someone. And yeah. Listen, I'm going to keep it real because this is going to be a problem mm -hmm. in 2024. You needed someone, and these are people that you might not know, but Latin people will know them, mm -hmm. is you needed someone like a Miguel Cotto. He, he was an ex-boxer, multi-world multi, multi -world champion. He needed something like that, mm -hmm. that people said, this guy goes in a ring, he's a machismo, and here he is in Spanish saying what is wrong. He didn't have that. Right. Who didn't have that? Who? Mark Anthony. He's like the only one. <laughs> and he's great. He's great. <laughs> but he's not Miguel Cotto. He's not right. every man. He's another privileged do you yes. know what I'm saying? Yes, totally. Like Absolutely. All, all the people we were bringing out were like millionaires. Yeah. And what, and you know, Republicans now, which is hysterical, <laughs> they're like, you know, we're like the privileged Hollywood elite. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Definitely. So the Latin vote is huge. Latin vote is huge. They have to fix that problem. Uh, the people in the Biden campaign, whoever they are, actually, I know who they are. <laughs> uh, 
they sucked at their job. They did very, they did poorly, and they started too late. They started five months before the election. Yeah. And then me and a couple of other people were kept on telling them the body cabinet. Yeah. You, 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 for every, almost for every tweet in English you put out, you have to do one in Spanish. Yeah. Yeah. Abs- yeah. You definitely do. I mean, I, I take a look at Warnock, who was being ignored by the Democratic Party. Because he was yeah. not a party favorite and, you know, he wasn't on their radar. And the only time <laughs> that he got attention is when he and this reminds me of acting because the only time they paid attention to him was when he's like, hey, I can raise some money. And they're like, oh, OK. And then they poured money into his campaign. Um, and that was before the election. And then obviously he came close enough and then he won. But it reminds me like, you know, I never got to the level of acting that you or your wife did. Uh, but you know, I, that whole search for an agent, it's like you want, I, I got an agent who told me, I, I did the scene actually with my mom and I was in my acting studio. And so the scene was where it was a mother daughter situation and the mother was kind of crazy and, and the daughter was kind of downtrodden and a little frumpy and, and just had been dealing with her mother's psychotic emotional abuse for so long. So at this, like in the class, I showed up and I dressed like a diva. And then, you know, I had my short skirt. I mean, I, I wasn't like a sex bomb, but I mean, I still I was a diva and and I dressed like one. And then for the scene, I really dressed down like a frumpy sweater, jeans. I, I took most of my makeup off. And, and the woman, the agent had said to me, she goes, you know, I had written you off when I first saw you because I thought, oh, here's another Hollywood blonde. And then yeah. I saw that you can actually act. And, and part of it was that I dressed down. So she became my agent. And I oh, didn't nice. have anything on my, on my resume, though. I really didn't have anything. And she never, ever, ever fucking sent me out. You know, and so I, I went to her office one day and I was like, can you, okay, can you just send me out for independent movies? Can we just do this? Because I yeah. would give her like a hundred photographs and I'd come back three months later and they would all still be there. She wasn't even sending me out. And it's like, this Horrible. is like the Democratic Party. Like, unless you have credits yourself, unless yeah. that agent feels they're going to get money, they don't bother with you. And, yeah. you know, I would imagine. Hmm? No, no, go on. Well, go on. and I would imagine, you know, I mean, you have your clients where you make money and then you have a couple of clients where you're like, OK, I'm going to take some time with this one. And I'm going to try, you yeah. know, this one's a talented person who needs to get in front. And it was so funny because I said to her, you know, I want to do independent. And so she got me an audition that minute. She called somebody. She goes, hold on. She calls up this guy. She goes, hey, I got this woman. And, you know, it was so funny because I read for the part. I was a reader, which meant I was there all day. And I read with all the leading guys and they loved me so much. I don't know if you know who Shancy Pierce was, but she was no. a, a, a commercial casting director most of her life. Very hardcore, like not easily impressed. And she absolutely adored me. And she was like, oh, my God, you're so great. The camera loves you, blah, 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 blah. And then it was sad because after that audition, uh, the she got breast cancer and left the business and the movie never got made. And that was the end of that. Oh. So, you know, I mean, but it was like and then my and then my stupid agent never sent me out again. So it's like the Democratic Party and the DNC has to put some time and energy into these red state candidate Democrats that are solid. But, you know, it's like put it in first. Don't wait for them to prove themselves because they've already got an uphill battle in a red state. Listen, Hollywood and the political world, Mm -hmm. they're they're exactly the same. Yeah, Yeah, they are. (laughs) They're so cutthroat. 
so backstabbing the nepotism yeah. of what you're talking about people we know yeah you know it, it's 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 horrible you know there's so many good candidates mm -hmm. who don't get a shot because yeah what well, the question is well could you could you, could you make money right can, that's can, always can, what it can, is can you generate money that's the, the biggest key i'll help you mm -hmm. if you can generate money mm -hmm. meanwhile they're the best candidate mm -hmm. so no one knows them they exactly to, they'd rather put in their money to someone that's already it's a known product yeah and same it's, thing it's as hollow. hollow is the exact same thing mm -hmm. exact same thing <laughs> Yeah, it's really sad. And it's like there's all these great people out there. And then we have the system set up that only benefits those who can afford and doesn't mean that's the best candidate. So it, so the thing we need to do is we need to take money out of politics. I don't know how quickly we're, we're going to get there. But if we would just take, you know, there are other countries that say, all right, here's $6,000 or whatever the number is. This is all you get. Go do your thing. Yeah. And with social media, I mean, you have such an opportunity now. And, and COVID proved this. That, yeah. you know, if you rely, look at the Democratic National Convention as well as the inaugural celebration, they were done so well. That's one thing Democrats really know. They can put on a show. And, you know, well, we, we uh, you know, Hollywood. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know, exactly. <laughs> there you go. Mm -hmm. All the and marketing so, geniuses. And, you yeah. Know, and I you're, think that I think there's a lot wasted opportunity out there, and it's 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 frightening because we really did step very 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 close. As I said, you know, I lived in Russia in 1980 81. I was 12 years old, and it was Soviet. So I had an opportunity to live in a Soviet country, and it gave me a perspective that so many Americans just didn't have when we figured out that Putin had so much to do with that that win, if you want to call it, and 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 yeah. and how quickly I remember thinking. At the beginning, you know, when we put things together with Putin, which was early on in 2017, I remember thinking it really won't take very long for this country to become completely unrecognizable. Not long yeah. at all. Five to ten years, and it's a totally different situation. And if he would have won re-election, and I, can, I absolutely believe, absolutely believe that if he had handled COVID well, then he would have been president right now. And um, it, it, it'd be close. I think it'd still be close. I, I think be, it's a strong. I think it would be a str He could he could win with forty two thousand votes, and with so many Republicans voting for Biden, I think that he could have convinced some of those people, and it w it would have been yeah. close. And and it's a scary thought. And you know, I don't know. Like you said, and we've all been saying, twenty twenty four could introduce us to the smart Trump. And if we're yeah. not, if it, like you said, if Democrats are not paying attention to the nuances in the Hispanic population, Latino voters have yeah. to, you know, they're not just a monolith. They're, they're all no. kinds of people. <clears throat> and it's true you that know, I, I totally agree with what you said. That's another thing. Like, in, I, I know women voted, uh, Latin women voted, I think, over 65% Democrat. But this is an issue. You're wondering about the other 35. The other 35 are voting what... Their husband yeah. tells them to vote because, you know, the the head of the household yeah. Patriarchy. Is, yeah. Is, is usually, you know, in the Latin communities is the man of the house. Yeah. You know, it's just it's unfortunate that that's how it happens, but that's how it happens. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and all these things have to be broken down. Yeah. Like just it's so nuanced yeah. and it's just, you know, they took the Latin vote for granted when one fifth the population of the United States is a Latino vote. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, you know, they we, just took them all for granted. And then, you know, because of, you know, right to life and, mm-hmm, you know, right. uh, Latin, yeah. Latin communities tend to be very religious right. and, and stuff like that. It's, it's, but, but this is the thing that's in the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Mexican voters vote totally different hmm. because Arizona, yeah. Texas, California, mm-hmm. Mexicans predominantly vote Democratic. Yeah. So it's different from the Latino voters. And this is the thing is like, which I'm just completely shocked that people just did not realize totally different. Yeah. Florida, Puerto Ricans vote totally different in New York and Chicago, right. Puerto yeah. Ricans. Yeah. You know, this is why it's got to be broken down. Mm-hmm. Money has to be invested. Yeah. You have to get people on the ground going door to, to door, fucking yeah. door, yeah. like Stacey Abrams did in Georgia. Mm-hmm. You have to, you, you, you just, you know, you got to put in the work and put in the effort. Yeah. And then, you know, somebody asked me, they said, well, Kirk, how do you think, and this was somebody in, in, in the Biden campaign, they go, how do you, how can we galvanize the Latino vote? And I said, you got to show that you care. Yeah. You didn't put out tweets. You don't care. <laughs> I mean, let's just go. To, it's it's just it's ABC, right? It's like simple. It's like acting, right? Simple and specific, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Simple and specific. Then you start layering it up, yeah. right? Yes. So the simple and specific is, how do we show that we care? Well, care, are, care you, need, you need to be their advisor. Through. Are you advising? You need to advise. <laughs> Listen, I have. Like, this is converse, a private conversation, but you have no idea the arguments. I would, I would lambast them. You don't understand. Yeah. I thought they were going to kick me out of certain certain places <laughs> where we were on. You know what I mean? I was yes. like, oh, they're going to be like, I had enough of this guy because I, I literally be like, the fuck are you guys doing? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, why the fuck? I can't even say half of the stuff you're saying. I was like, <laughs> why would you pick that guy to galvanize Latinos? Right. When that guy was picking up hookers. Wow. Oh, my God. You know what I'm talking about, right? Like, so, I mean, you know. Uh, but I'm like, that's the person you pick? Like, mm-hmm. you, you didn't vet that celebrity. Right, right, right. And I'm just like, come on, man. <laughs> well, I'm. I hope that even though I'm sure you can't really say too much, but I just hope that you are part of the uh, voices, the, 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 the huge amount of voices. I know there's a lot of Latino people that feel like you, but you have yeah. some influence. So I hope that you're part of the crowd that gets to somebody because yeah, I mean, and I've, I've often said, I mean, it's like Democrats really know how to govern. They're not so great at campaigning. Whereas that it's the opposite for Republicans. They know how they know messaging. They understand. Yeah. And, and I will say their base is much easier to message to because they just rely on fear and, yeah. you know, hatred and bigotry and all that. So it's easy. Yeah. It's easy it's three, to get people there. Yeah. It's just three, right? No yeah. taxes, no liberals, and no four things, guns and, and, and no abortion. Yeah. Just four things. Right. Like, it's just, you know what I mean? It's very easy. And for us, it's a lot harder because we're all very nuanced. And, you know, there's centrist Democrats and there's progressive Democrats. And and then we fight with each other, which drives me fucking nuts. Because the thing is, is what I have found is that progressive Democrats and centrist Democrats, the ones who are willing to, to do the right thing, 
to yeah. win the elections. We pretty much want the same thing. The the difference yeah. is sometimes we have differences on how to get it. You know, like yeah. for instance, Medicare for all. I'd say you know most of us want it, but there are some people that want it right now. And yeah. I'm of the group. I mean, of, sure, I'd love to have it right now, but I realize that our country's way too big and our system is way too complicated to just strike it all down and start from scratch. We have to slowly yeah. implement it. And it really wouldn't take very long. All we need is a public option. And then it's an option. And then you can have it. So if you don't, if you don't want it, if you're really happy with what you're getting at work or if your personal insurance is great for you, then you keep it. But if you want to go to a public option, you could do that. And, and, and over time... If, you know, I could see where, you know, within five to 10 years, we could easily have a Medicare for all situation where it's, it's not forced on us. And if it's, if it's chosen, it's a completely different, like, oh, people felt it's like the right, even though it was a Romney idea, felt like Obamacare was pushed on us. And, you know, and so therefore this is a fight. We're going to have a fight about it and the mandate and blah, 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 blah. But it's like, if it's, if they choose it. If Republicans have that option, and so many yeah. of them would take that option for yeah. financial reasons, they would love it. And it would just become yeah. – and that's what the, you know, they're so afraid of that because they can't scare people on, yeah. on, on, on the, on the health care issue if they, if they can just go take you – know, get Medicare for all. Uh, well, not Medicare for all, but you know what I mean, the public option. If they can get that, sure. then, then they're going to be much happier with it. It's like they were saying – the Tea Party was saying, keep your hands off my, my Medicare. It's like, hello – Keep your government hands off my Medicare. It's like the government. Yeah. That is the government, you fucking idiots. <laughs> like- I know it's it's insane. <laughs> you, you know what I don't understand, and and I, I can't be the only one that sees this. So like, after all the the ugliness of the the election, right? How does Mitch McConnell and Ted Cruz, right? Like they show up, yeah, and Biden and and everyone else, they're like cracking jokes with each other i know i don't understand that i understand you have to work with each right. other but you're trying to destroy my life yeah to, you, you know what i mean yeah like there's so many people that are starving that are homeless that are losing their mm-hmm. homes that have no jobs tens of millions of people and you could blame Mitch McConnell mm-hmm. and most of those Republicans for not passing a better stimulus package yeah. to help those people, but you passed freaking tax breaks, billions of dollars, right. to corporate America. You bailed them out, and then there were no restrictions on whether you could lay off the people. So you bailed them out for trillions of dollars, and they laid off the people anyway. And then there's a new transition, a new president. It's back to normal. Yeah, they're laughing. Kim. Well, Kim, I know I saw. I don't I understand. Saw. Well, this is this understand. is my take on it, and I, you know, I, I feel like, I feel like because we, we have all been through this abusive situation, and it's, you know, I mean, I don't want to liken it to a war, but there have yeah. been lots of casualties, so it, it is a little bit like a war. Not all of us have been hurt in the same way, but we have yeah. all been hurt, and I know. That, you know, um, Biden, first of all, I know really prides himself on working well with the other side. Yeah. And I, I think what that is about, and I agree with you, I understand what your, what your point is, but I, I yeah. feel like he really definitely wants to put out this message of unity. I think what we're yeah. going to see, though, is he gets to be the one who is going to put out that message of unity. And then I think that whether it's other senators or, 
the Department of Justice or any, you know, outside of his smaller group, I think yeah. we're going to see, hopefully, hopefully, we're going to see some harsh, you know, because like I know that in the Biden administration, there was something put out that if if anybody, if, if, you if, you're, not, up, yeah. if you're not getting along, you're fired on the spot. You're fired. No, and, and I'm not so much, you know, obviously... You know, I'm I'm using Biden as an example, mm-hmm. but well, what the issue is, like, we know there's tons of Republican senators that just refuse. Yeah, none of them will ever work across the other side of the exactly. Aisle. Yeah, but there's Democrats that are willing to. Yeah, and I always feel that we are the ones that always acquiesce. We are. We always. We're, we're, and I'm like, and and then. For uh, uh, Feinstein, Diane Feinstein, mm. what she said about uh, mm, no, uh, she got to go. Holly and, and uh, Cruz, yeah, right? she's got to go. I'm like, guys, th- how could she say it was just freedom of speech? No, I, 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 I think she's, she's 86. Yeah, she's got to go. She's got to go. She's got to go, man. Yeah, and and I, I mean, you know, there, there's talk that she has dementia. I don't know if that's yes. true, but. Regardless, yeah, her her ideas are outdated. I mean, because she had praised yeah. Lindsey Graham, um, and you know, and now she's saying that Ted Cruz gets to have free speech with basically spreading lies that led to an insurrection. But exactly I, my point. But I, then, listen, yeah. there's gotta be. I, I hate to be an ageist here, but eighty six too old, man. <laughs> you gotta go. <laughs> you, I'm, I'm being dead serious. No, I agree. Gotta, I agree. There go. should be certain there, age limits. There's age limits you can't drive a car yeah. if you can't see well. Right. You can't fight in the military if you're at a certain age. Yeah. You can't be a fireman if you can't carry a certain amount of equipment, a certain yeah. distance up the flight of stairs. There's rules. Yeah. Why are there no rules being a politician? Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, I think the same thing goes Except for... Except being American. That's yeah, it. and I, I look at the Supreme Court and I feel like, you know, whether it's life... I think we should do away with lifetime appointments, but I think Breyer, who's the liberal justice in 82, should retire today. Yes. Let let Biden replace him. He said he, he promised he would nominate a black woman, a qualified black woman. So don't wait... Um, because we don't know what's going to happen in 2022, we could lose yeah. control of the legislate uh, of the legislature, and then we're fucked. So we need to. Breyer needs to leave. So yeah, I think again, well, that's kind of another thing that Trump has pointed out, like our flaws. And I think that you know we have to, we have to keep. I, I, I like I do believe there is a, a a good push and pull when it comes to the experienced and and the fresh blood. Like we need yeah. both. We need experienced people to kind of like mentor the younger people, but we need the younger people for the for the new ideas and for the idealism and uh, and progressive ideas. Yeah. Because a lot of the well, progressive ideas are are pushed down by people from different generations who did it differently and think it has to keep going the same way. Well, also another thing that Trump pointed out: the DOJ has no power. Mm-hmm. I mean, the judicial branch of our government is powerless he showed them that they are powerless yeah he had kids his children were subpoenaed mm-hmm. the federal courts they just refused to show up no. mm-hmm. what, what, what why didn't the senate or the courts send uh marshals right what, well what? and i and i also think the democrats didn't seek that out you know i and and again the same like the the argument that these three presidents came together last night to talk yeah. about 
the importance of democracy and how the world looks at us, maybe not today, but has yeah. looked at us like, oh, wow, this is the, you know, one of the only countries that is able yeah. to do this. And, and so, I, you know, I mean, I think we just have to have our, our time. I just I don't know. Biden has a lot to do. And it's not just Biden. It's everybody else. I, I don't know yeah. what we're going to be able to accomplish. But I think that we need to, as a Democratic Party, we have to, we, you know, look, you know, I'm I'm on this. I don't know if you follow Sherry Jacobus, but she does not like the dudes over at the Lincoln Project. And I understand why, because yeah. they're they you know, one of the one of the top guys and I don't know his name. She was tweeting about this the other day. One of the top guys had been texting men uh, that worked or either wanted to work for Lincoln Project or something like that. And he was doing sexually suggestive things and basically saying, if, if you do this, you can have that. And, oh, I heard, I heard about yeah. this. He's one of the founders. Right. And yeah, so yeah. initially what happened was I, he, the Lincoln Project covered it up and he stepped away because of heart issues or something like that. And then it came yeah. out and then I believe they made him leave. So I, I'm grateful that they made him leave. But I know sure. some, of, some of her arguments are that it's mostly white men and, all, and these white men did are responsible for Trump in the first place and what got us Trump in the first yeah. place. And so my whole thing with him is I, you know, I, I'm going to try to be cool because it's like yeah. I looked at AOC and I liked AOC from the beginning, but I, I wasn't sure what she was going to bring to the table. And I thought, I'm just going to watch. Yeah. And to me now, she's convinced me she's the real deal. She understands. She's the real deal. Yeah. <laughs> she understands what's important. And she's not going to yeah. fuck it up in election season. And so I don't want these guys from Lincoln Project bringing over conservative bullshit to our party. But what I do yeah. want is I do want the harshness of somebody like, uh, what's his name? Rick, whatever. Uh, why can't I ever think of his name? Because he's an asshole. And he's been he's a li he, little guy with glasses. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's, he does the yeah. podcast with Molly Jong fast and everybody's going to go. It's yeah. Rick so and so. But anyway, uh, and Steve Schmidt with all his words. And I mean, they, they've got the good words. And like Rick has humor. And I appreciate that. And he also it's like the other night he was on. I think it was Joy Reid or Chris Hayes. And he was cussing. Yeah. And I mean, you know, we need that. We need some fucking balls in the Democratic Party. But I I don't want us to become the Republican Party. I want to take from the Republican Party what works and apply it to yeah. us. You know. Well, see, that's what I like about AOC. Yeah. You know, she she there's a lot of eyeballs on her, and they know she's a lot of pressure on her to act a certain way because she came in very brash. Yeah. But that's why she, people love her. Right. Because she was so brash, and she's uber smart. Mm -hmm. She's a great orator. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, you know, uh, I I like her being outside the box i don't mm -hmm. want her to conform yeah. kind of how you know there's a lot of maybe tension between her and pelosi originally mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. when she came in because but no but that's what we need yeah i agree we need we to need push people, our party new yeah. ideas correct new yeah. ideas we have to be more progressive you know in our ideology and you know so uh i i, I how old is she Oh, she's, I don't, I don't know. I think she's probably in her late 20s, maybe 28 or something like that. Have to look and it how up. old do you have to be to run for president? I think you have to be 35, I think. All right. She's so, got so some time. Yeah, so, she's so got some time. She's, wait, she's 31 right now. Okay, so she's 31. And so 20, 30. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you have but to be I, 35 I, or 30. I mean, you know, because... What I, the reason why I'm, I'm bringing this up is because I'm looking for who's the new 
progressive leader. 35. So Bernie's old, right? So Bernie's old. Yeah. So Well, there's also so Elizabeth Warren, and she's in her 70s. Um, although I don't think she has the... Too old. Yeah, and she doesn't have... Like, the AOC has the fire that is yeah. palpable. I mean, I love, love, love Elizabeth Warren. But if we're going to yeah. look at this in strategy, who's a stronger candidate who can speak to a way that young people and old people and all the people in between are going to, yeah. they're going to say, wow, AOC. So she's going to be in four years. And she's, so, and she's Latino. And she's Latino. Latino. And she's pretty. And I, and that doesn't yep. mean it, it, it shouldn't mean place. anything, you know, but of course right. human beings. Yeah. Human beings like to look at nice looking people, period. If it, if it, if it works for Ivanka, exactly. And it works for Democrats too. Yes. It's the same thing. We, we know it's a popularity contest is how you look. Mm-hmm. We understand that, mm-hmm. you know, there's a reason why Nixon kept on losing the JFK. <laughs> we, we, so you know what I mean? Yeah. There's a, there's a reason why. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I, but she she's you know, and but then there's the AOC branch or part of our of our party. But then there's also like the Katie Porters who she, she is. I, love I know. I mean, like love I love her so much. I can't even stand. It. I would love for her to be president, actually, even more than AOC because she. T- Do you she, think she wants to? I don't know, but I hope so. And she, you know, she was a student of Elizabeth Warren. She's incredibly intelligent. I know. I know. She I love she her. really knows how to just nail. And and she's not. The thing that I like about her is she's she's always polite. You know what I mean? Yeah. She she's never never talks over, never in a condescending way. She's yeah. but she always gets her point across. And she's sincere. Yeah, she's, she's sincere. sincere. Yeah. I mean, just like with Kamala Harris when she was grilling. Um, you know, whether it was William Barr or whoever, it's like, oh my God, that woman is a fucking badass. And we need that. We need more yeah. of that badass. And so it's like Katie Porter is a different kind of badass. Kamala, Kamala yeah. Harris, AOC, they all have their own unique brand of badassness. Yeah. And so I do, you know, I mean, and, and I even think Nancy Pelosi has it, but I do see that, yeah. you know, as when elected officials age i think the the and it's not with all of them because i don't think bernie yeah. has this so much but sometimes they get stuck in what yeah. worked before and, and pelosi's pelosi's still sharp you know what i mean yes yeah. i mean i have she is yeah I have a problem with the way she talks but you know what i mean like there's you know something there but yeah in, in the sense i mean of like age because she kind of stumbles in her words a lot yeah so yeah, no, uh, I know, I know what you mean, and and she is still sharp, but it's just when you get mentally. older, right? When you get older, sometimes the way that you speak, even with Biden, I mean, granted, he has the stutter that he overcomes, but every once in a while, he hits up on you know because he's yeah. an older person. It doesn't mean that they're not qualified, but and, and the thing though, I will say this: Biden is old, but yeah. I think you know, no matter what, even though he wasn't anybody's first choice or anything. You know, I've said this before. He was, <laughs> he was the man for the moment. I, 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 yeah. I, see that right now, and I see it more clearly every day. He truly, truly is. His experience in, in the, you know, through his whole life, and and I really do believe that the unity thing is key and essential because even though there is this hunger and in, an incredible importance for us to make those who have done wrong, they have to be held accountable. Uh, yeah. we can't we can't just pretend it didn't happen and go thank god that's over because then we're just going to continue to repeat it but i think and i don't think biden is going to allow for that but i think that his overall kind of feeling of his compassion his warmth the fact that he's lost 
people that he's loved. He's lost his son. He lost yeah. his wife. And it's like he, he comes from a place and he can offer us something that absolutely nobody else can offer us. And, yeah. you know, and, and, you know, I mean, I wanted Elizabeth Warren so badly, but I. So, I, so, so, so let me ask you about that, because I was just going to bring up Elizabeth Warren. Mm-hmm. Do you think only Biden, it was the moment for Biden? What I'm saying is, let's say if. Elizabeth Warren Warren got the nomination. Do you think she would have beaten Trump? I, I'm going to be honest with you. I okay. I'll just say that Bernie maybe, but I think that the reason Biden was able to win was because he convinced Republicans to feel comfortable with him. He was he's a he's, centrist too. He's a centrist. He's a centrist, and he's a white man, yeah. and he's Catholic. And he's a white man. Good point. Yeah, yes. and he's Catholic, and he's not a he's not a woman. He's not a woman, and that's what scares me about Kamala Harris in 2024 because I do believe it's going to be her, and I think that she's. I think she should be president right now because I was kind of vacillating. Like, should it be Kamala? Should it be uh, Elizabeth? I was, and my whole argument back then was like, anybody can win. We just have to vote for them. Uh, I don't know if we are ready as people to do that. I want to believe it, and I've talked to people like Glenn Kirshner, and they're like, "Yeah, we can do it." It's like. But will we do it? I know we can do it, but we it didn't to, do it, it with Hillary. As a woman, because, listen, uh, black people put this election on their yes. backs. Yeah, they, they did. They, they won it for a white man. They, they did. Keep it real. They, they, they just said, we're going to take you to the promised land. And they did. Mm-hmm. They showed up in Georgia. They showed up all mm-hmm. over the place. Mm-hmm. And they held it down. Mm-hmm. And you're asking too much from that group. I agree. I agree. Save Democrats. So for you not to give black Americans uh, Kamala Harris, that would have been a crime. Mm-hmm. I would have been like that. It, it was, oh, I totally listen, agree. Yeah. And I love, love Elizabeth Warren. I mean, Me too. I love her. Yeah. So but but I, I but I, yeah I, I mean they die with to the end. it's so true and it's like but but is our country evolved enough okay our country was we did vote for Hillary Clinton and it's the electoral college that fucked us over and it's also yeah. the cheating and uh, unfortunately Hillary came with all that you know right wing baggage that leaked over she's, into our own party she's polarizing too she's, she she's is polarizing, polarizing but she yeah. but she but she did win when it comes to the majority of people yeah. um, and she, and so she broke down Trump. That the Trump we're seeing, she, yes, she said this four or five years she, ago. She totally did. She called everything. She warned us about she freaking everything. Every, but yeah. this is the thing. This is the thing. New Yorkers knew. Mm-hmm. New Yorkers knew. Mm-hmm. We all knew because I was I, I was raised growing up hearing his bullshit since yeah. the eighties. Yeah. So we all always knew he was a liar. Yeah. That he was a con man. We always knew. So and she knew. They ran in the same circles. I think yeah. I think, though, part of the reason she was polarizing is because, you know, she had to as soon as she became the first lady, she start you know, Bill gave her uh, stuff to do. And yeah. she, she was so unbelievably. Um, I don't know if you saw there was a special on her. Oh, God. Well, there was a couple of there, there was. There was an interview that happened. I don't. There was like a documentary interview thing that that I saw. I can't even remember any of these things. But before the election in 2016, yeah, I think it was PBS or one of them did a thing on on Trump and Hillary, and my eyes were opened to and and, and this documentary on Hillary that I think it was just called Hillary, 
but yeah. it, it opened my eyes to how feminist she was, which I mean, I knew she was, but it was like, whoa, yeah. and how capable. And the thing is, she always got really high approval ratings when she was working and doing her job. Where she didn't do a good job was just like Bill is really good at walking around, shaking everyone's hand and doing that. That's not her thing. Her no, thing she's, she's not as charismatic. I mean, not many people are as charismatic as as uh, Bill. As Bill so. Clinton, right? And you know, I mean, she—that's her strength is the work. But she's a woman, and she was dealing with the right wing going after her for so many years that it bled over into our own party. And yeah. we, you know, as much as liberals like to think we're so fucking evolved, we still have issues with sexism. Yeah. You know, and you see it every yeah. day in headlines in the New York Times or or Politico is famous for doing the stupid sexist fucking headlines. Yeah. And you know, and well, they held they held her to a different standard. They did and women get held to a different standard so it's like i don't have any problem i mean i want a woman president i want i mean i would be happy with nine fucking women on the supreme court like ruth bader ginsburg said as long as they're qualified and good yes i would love that because we've had all men and and you know so we can have all women for almost 240 years, men have been running this country. Yeah. So let's, it's like, let's have women. <laughs> but there's this stubbornness, and liberals are not as bad as conservatives for sure, but there's definitely, there are sexist guys who are keeping it, and, and, and even women that are holding up the patriarchy and not reason, uh, realizing. And I'll say that part of the way that I have held up the patriarchy even though I fucking hate it, is my constant battle with my physical appearance. You know, I'm six foot tall, and especially right now, because I'm going to be 53 in July, I'm not as slender as I used to be, and I'm so hard on myself because I don't fit society's mold of what what people consider to be an attractive woman. I I, I mean, I I do fit it, but I don't fit it perfectly, and it, it has caused me you know, just a a lifetime of being so hard on myself. But what I am doing is I'm holding up that patriarchal standard and saying, this is how I'm supposed to look or else I'm not valuable. And, you know, and so liberals are definitely guilty when it comes to politics of kind of clinging to these old ideas that they don't want to, you know, yeah, they're, they're going to vote in the right way, but they, but they have personal opinions that are still a little bit in the, you know, not so evolved, not so woke, you know, it's like, so that's what, you know, I mean, I, I just hope Kamala can pull this off in 2024 because of the, she can do it, but can we do it? Actually, can we pull it off? Cause it's not her. She's capable. I have a bet going on with, about uh, Kamala, uh, a buddy of mine who's Republican. He's like, well, she's already president. I go, she, because you know, he's like Biden doesn't know where he's at. You know, typical. Mm -hmm. He's my best friend since I was 13 years old. Wow. But a lot of it's done with, with, with humor. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's not a he's not a bagger guy. Right. At all. Uh, but he's Republican. Mm -hmm. And I was like, so we have a bet going on. He's like, within two years, Kamala will be president. (laughs) I go, no, no. I don't know. I I've kind of wondered though. We it'll be the third or fourth year. Okay. It'll be a third or fourth year. Okay. I'll go with that. I'll go with third or fourth year. Uh, I do think he knows what he's doing. I just think that. uh, I think that he is kind of old, and 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 beyond that, it's. I think it's more than that. I think that he understands how difficult it will be for her. And so if he yeah. does decide to step down, I think the reason would be like, I'm going to let her shine and yeah. give her that time she's going to need because she's going to need to convince people that she's capable yeah. of doing this. And I know she's going to be just like Barack Obama gave Biden more responsibility yeah. than most vice presidents. I think 
Kamala and and uh, Joe are going to kind of be working so, as a team. I think we're going to see so. a team. I think so too. I mean, but you know th- that that job, you know, the most stressful job in the world. That job ages you. You're already no what, shit. Yeah, seventy six. I think he's seventy eight. Yeah, I, mean, I think he's seventy eight. He's 78. Oh, oh, oh my God. So, <laughs> no. You see what I'm saying? Like, for me, I don't know why you'd want to spend the last few good yeah. years of your life yeah. under such duress. I, I just, you know, I understand for altruistic reasons. You know, you want to save your country. You yeah. want to leave it better for, right. you know, generations. I, I understand all that. But when it co- boils down to everything, it's you, your wife, mm-hmm. and, your, and your kids. Right. I mean, you know what I mean? That, 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 you want to spend those last good years with. I mean, I'm not, I'm not putting him in the hole yet. I'm right. Just saying, right. 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 You know, right. You're 78. You're 78 years old. Yeah. I know. Well, you know, I think he truly believes, I think he truly believes that he is, he is here for a reason. He's a president yeah. now for a reason and he takes it very yeah. seriously and he did want it. You know, he wanted to be president yeah. and Barack told him not to run in 2016 so Hillary could run and we all thought yeah. she was going to win. But you know what? Uh, there's, I guess this is breaking news. Um, the Proud Boys are now mocking Trump as a total failure. <laughs> Why? I don't know. I just see this coming up. It's, uh, it's if you enter Proud Boys... Somebody said something on one of my posts, but that's it's a New York Times, a total failure. The Proud Boys mock Trump. So they're considering him to be a total failure. Ha ha. Well, but we well, still got to deal with the Proud Boys. You Proud Boys failed your leader. You, you, <laughs> you, you failed in your insurrection. No you told shit. you to storm, you storm the Capitol with no guns. <laughs> hey, what kind of, kind of, listen, they can't even rebel properly. <laughs> No, I shouldn't I, be I laughing, but you're funny. But some some people died. Right, I mean, right. You know, the the joke is, the joke is at least, you know, I, I you know, I'm not even gonna go. I'll tell the joke off the record. <laughs> but, but what I'm saying is, certain people know how to write. Others did not know how to write. No, they did. They you know did. I mean? Thank God they were like the Keystone, the Keystone insurrectionists. You know, I mean, yes, people did die, and that was awful and scary, but they. Thankfully, they were not successful. Thankfully, well, the the only the only person I feel bad for is for the police officer that the two police officers yeah. that passed away. Even the one that committed suicide. Yeah. After seeing that that day, emotionally and mentally, that had to lead. Yeah. To you know him committing right. suicide. Right. Whatever whatever effect it had on him, but uh, for the other people, the uh, insurrectionists who passed away. Mm-hmm. I could give a fuck. Yeah, there was that woman who literally got trampled to death who was holding up that flag that said, don't tread on me. I mean, you know. I'm it's... sorry to laugh, but duh. You fucking people. You fucking idiots. It's like, it's, 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 it's ridiculous. It's so sad that half this country is in a cult. And, and, you know, I mean, I do think, I do think that while some of them are drinking the Kool-Aid hardcore, like every five minutes they're pounding it, I think there are yeah. a bunch of them who are just allowing the Kool-Aid drinkers to have the say. Maybe they don't buy fully into it, but they're complicit and they're allowing it to happen. And, and that's yeah. what we're dealing with. But you know what? I want to, I, I know we're going to have to go in a minute because we've been talking now for almost an hour and a half. Um, but before we go, I do want to ask yeah. you, I'm curious about, uh, with COVID, I talked a yeah. little bit about this with your wife, but um, what are you guys doing as far as your jobs? Like, are, are you're, I know she said something about doing a Zoom audition. Are you guys auditioning? What's going on? Uh, 
I, our, our, our business is just literally maybe, maybe running at 10, 20%. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, well, I mean, we're non-essential. Mm-hmm. So of any business, our business and bars and, and, and hotels mm-hmm. are like the worst hit, especially yeah. our business, because you have to be in close contact. Yeah. You know, so, uh, you know, I got to work eventually. I mean, I just, you know, yeah. right now, you know, you li- I'm living on my my uh, savings. Yeah. It's just for like the last, you know, year. Yeah. So, you know, it's 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 stressful, Kim. I, I'm I can imagine. Lie. Yeah. It's very stressful. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and the ones that are working are the people that are already working. So mm-hmm. what, that, what, I, what I mean by that is. If you had a job before the pandemic, right. you had a job. Mm-hmm. So you have a job that's waiting for you. Mm-hmm. But for uh, for those of us whose jobs ended mm-hmm. before the pandemic started, mm-hmm. we're waiting for new jobs. Yeah. So then this is the issue. So, you know, someone will offer me a gig and say it's in Atlanta, right? Mm-hmm. So we want you to work in Atlanta for this amount. I'm not going to mention the amount because if I mention the amount, most people are going to think, oh, that's a lot of money. But it's not a lot of money because I give 10% away to agent, 10% away to manager, mm-hmm. then to taxes. Mm-hmm. And then you got to realize those jobs aren't week to week. Mm-hmm. Most people. Right. Yeah. You get a bunch. You get a, working. Right. Yeah. You get a, a whole bunch at once and then that's it. Correct. So you want me to go. But now. So normally that would have been one week's work. Mm hmm is really two and a half, three weeks because I got to quarantine for yeah, a week over there. Right. And then I got to quarantine back mm-hmm. before I go home. Mm-hmm. So where do I quarantine when I go home? Mm-hmm. Do I got to get a hotel? Right. And that money comes out of my pocket. Yeah. So now I'm losing more money. Right. So you want me to get sick. Mm-hmm. And listen, I'm not worried about dying, right? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty, knock on good, knock on wood, I'm in good shape. But what about my wife or my daughter yeah, who's, of course, yeah. you know, severe nut allergies and asthma, mm-hmm. severe asthma. Wow. Like, I got to worry about bringing it home to my family. Yes. So you want me to travel all that way for that? Yeah. That That is to risk my family's life right. for that amount. And this is the problem is that our business knows mm-hmm. they have the upper hand because they know we're out of work. They know yeah, we need, you to need work. it. Right. So they're not even paying me my quote wow to work so i'm like why would i die for that Mm -hmm. why would i risk my family for that wow that's such a drag well i mean at least we've got at least now with biden in and vaccines like for instance i know my mom had uh looked it up a couple of weeks ago and she said oh i'll be eligible in march or april but then found out she's eligible in on january 25th so she's going to be able to, I mean, she's 70, she'll be 74 in March. So I don't yeah, really know. 65 and up is, I think, uh, where uh, where they're at right now with the vaccines in most states. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know when my, cause like initially they said the summer that I would be eligible, but it might get pushed up. So I'm hoping that we're going to get to a point where, you know, you and everybody else who needs work can, you know, start getting back to normal because it's, it's all very, very. Well, that's another thing, Kim. Like, are you going to hire somebody that are, has already had the vaccine? Or that's oh, already had right, COVID? right, 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 right. That's yeah. horrible. Yeah. But 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 as a producer. Yeah. Or 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 better yet, as an as a network studio, mm-hmm. that's what you're thinking. Mm-hmm. 
I know I would if I was a studio head or, you know, a network head. I I would be like, oh, we don't want to have any problems. Yeah. (laughs) You know, but but that's that's where we're at. Yeah. It's 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 horrible. You know, uh, it's and 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 what's no one's talking about. No one is the mortgage crisis that's Mm going to hit this country. Oh, my God. I know. Like you thought 2008 was bad. I know. This, I know. People I know. Were giving, I want to think people about were it. giving mortgages who couldn't afford the mortgages, but yeah. they had a job. Right. This year round, they don't have the people job. People have no jobs to pay their mortgages. Yeah. So when the forbearance is up, that there's like 10 million people or mm-hmm. millions more there are, and they go, okay, your year's up. You got to pay your mortgage. They still don't got jobs. Yeah. They're in debt. Well, I hope that the Biden administration does something so that they, I think, didn't they do something last night? I'm not sure about this, but I thought I, they either did it last night, they signed something last night, or they're going to, or they're going to put it in a bill or something where uh, it's going to keep people from getting kicked out. And, and but I that's mean, rents. That's, uh, that's, that's rents. Okay, but mortgage, no right. About the, mortgage. The bailing. right. I don't even know what they're going to do. Yeah. And this is the problem with all these PPP you know, SBA loans, EIDL grants, all this stuff. It's first come first serve. Yeah. That is a problem Yeah. because you're, and then this is another thing. How many people have accountants? Right. Ken? Yeah, not many. <laughs> do, you, do you know how to do a PPP? No. I wouldn't be able to do it w- without, you know, some help from someone who knows how to do it. Right. Most people like minorities, small businesses, like they don't know how to like it's yeah it's 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 horrible like banks the first the first uh PPP loans they were giving it to their big clients yeah. right after that it's yeah horrible. yeah i mean kanye so I, got it kanye got a loan fucking billionaire got a loan that fucking cocksucker fuck him <laughs> I know. Fuck that motherfucker. I know. And you owe your daughter so much money now. <laughs> but I won't say anything. <laughs> so no, 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 no. I'll probably have to listen to this. My and daughter count. will listen and she'll count curses. <laughs> and listen, most people are going to be like, well, how do you curse? First of all, I don't curse like this in front of my child. First right, of all. Right. She'll catch me on a phone conversation <laughs> right. or, or yelling at a sports thing or, or watching CNN or even watching Fox because I have to I have to see how the other side yeah. thinks. You know what I mean? You have to right. keep all your, your options <laughs> open. Right. But, you know, this is another thing is as long as my daughter has A, A, A minus, A plus, right. A plus, yeah. B plus, and a B. Right. Listen, if she, if she says a couple of curse words and I catch her, I'm not going to get mad at her. <laughs> yeah. She's doing no work. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, my mom always, <laughs> she was, basically, here's my mom. When I was a little kid, I guess she went on a date with some guy and he, you know, she was, she invited him in and they were drinking wine yeah. or whatever and she was saying, talking like she does and he said you know what he said you're really a great smart beautiful woman but you just 
curse way too much. And my mother's like, well, if you don't fucking like the way I talk, you can get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> that's, that's always, that's, that's, that's a good one. <laughs> that's always been, my mother has always said those words in front of me. And then I now say them. So, <laughs> yeah. well, that's the thing also, like the same thing with me, you know, in, in like, like Latin or Italian or even Irish households. I mean, <laughs> It's like F this, this mother, this, yeah, this, this, see this. I mean, this mother. I mean, it's just yeah. like, I heard it like, I mean, I was called like, you little son of a bitch, like yeah. half my life. Oh. You little son of a bitch. I was like, so, Ma, you're basically calling yourself a bitch. I mean, it's crazy. It's like, my mom's going, you son of a bitch. I'm like, it's. <laughs> uh, like like the irony is just like right know, just... <laughs> that's so funny oh my god oh yeah. well talking to you is so much fun i just gotta say i i absolutely adore you and kirsten so much i and it's been really great to get to know you because of donald trump that's another positive thing i can say that came yes, out of this is, is that the relationships that were built on twitter many, many friends many new yeah, friends yes it's been it's been really fun and i love talking to you and i'll definitely want want to have you back i want kirsten to come back and so um i'm going to let you go but before we go okay. yeah. uh why don't you tell everybody where they can find you oh uh at, at kirk Acevedo on twitter and uh, on instagram if if on your awesome I Instagram. Use, ever use it? It's the same thing. <laughs> so. All right. Well, I will it, put that in the in the text of this show. You know what I'm waiting to do? Huh. I, it's so funny because everyone's like, you know, you have people on Twitter is like, we just want to see like a picture with your shirt off, and and he goes, I, ninety eight percent of my content, yeah, is all all political, right? All political, and then part of me goes, oh, Jesus, I gotta work. I go just put some, just put a shirtless picture out there. Some thirsty, because I still have to show people that I'm in shape. You know, I still have to right. work. My business is right. about how we look. Yes, you know it is. But I'm so hesitant to do that because I just know the amount of eye rolls I I'll yeah. get from all my political friends. Right. Like, well, yeah, my my boyfriend just redid his um his logo. And so, you know, he's standing there and he's, he's a big guy. He also lifts weights and yeah. everything. And, and so he's getting all kinds of shit from everybody on his Facebook page, but it's loving shit. You know what I mean? They yeah. love him, but, um, and he's not an actor, but, uh, yeah. but you know, he also like you, he likes to work out and take care of himself. So, um, yeah. and then of course he gets all the shit for it because, you know, he's a handsome guy and he's got some, yeah. some muscles on him. But anyway, well, yeah, I'm going to put your uh, your Twitter handle in the in the text of this. And, of course, everybody can find me on Author Kimberly, K-I-M-B-E-R-L-E-Y, on Twitter. And then don't forget, I have an Amazon page, and I sell books. I've got Peyton's Choice, which is about teen abortion. Woohoo! <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and The Virgin Diaries, which is stories about uh, virginity, like the first time sex. And you could just see all my books on there. I always love reviews. But thank you for coming on, Kirk. I appreciate it. I love talking to you. You're so cool and so much fun. Oh. Thank you for having me any, any, any time, Ken. All right. Well, you take care. All right. You too. Bye-bye.